is good divine pale family decided i'm gonna knock this reading out because i am up a little past midnight so let's get right into it um reading from how rich people think you all already know my favorite author steve siebold with the subtitle turn your ambition into action this is not just for anybody that's going to be sitting there hoping and wishing this is for the person that's gonna roll their sleeves up and put in the work so let's go all right so chapter 15 the subtitle is um middle class focuses on pleasurable activities world class focuses on money making activities kind of interested in this one okay let's see what he has to say because i like both <laughs> so it says masses the masses spend a substantial amount of time entertaining themselves in a variety of activities. They live in a state of consciousness where effort is minimal and pleasure is king. Million dollar industries are created overnight when smart marketers give the masses what they want most, comfort and entertainment. Okay. Rich people focus the majority of their attention on money-making activities they enjoy. They parlay a love for real estate into property speculation, a passion for beautiful paintings into investment art, or a flair for numbers into buying and selling stocks. So while they're working, they're making money and while they're enjoying their hobbies, they're still making money. Hmm. Wealthy people know leverage is one of the great secrets of, of success, and they do great. They go to great lengths to employ it. While the masses are memorizing box scores <laughs> and batting averages, the world class is directing the same amount of mental energy into revenue-producing ideas. To the average person, it looks like the rich are working all the time, but one of the smartest strategies of the world class is doing what they love and finding a way to get paid for it. The world class is famous for saying that the best thing about being rich is you never have to do anything you don't want to do, and this includes how they earn money. The critical thinking question is which comes first doing what you love or making money to ensure you have the choice <clears throat> while either way will work the majority of wealthy people i've interviewed over the past 26 years didn't make serious money until they were doing what they loved hmm. over and over they've told me the same thing when you're doing what you love you think about it 24 hours a day. Anything that has anything that has that much laser focused mental energy directed towards it is going to produce massive success. Another banger, y'all. So the rich resource that he's recommending here is um, you were born rich. Now you can discover and develop those riches. Ooh. I have to get that book. You were born rich. Now you have to discover and develop those riches. Y'all, I have... Mm, 
Okay, critical thinking question. What would you love to do for a living more than anything else? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. Action step. Do some research and find out if anyone, there you go. Because it's so funny. I read the critical thinking question and I was looking up into the ceiling like, hmm. And so now I'm looking back down at the action step and that's exactly what was on my mind. Do some research and find out if anyone is making a living doing what you do. And the funny thing is, I want to stretch it just a little bit more. Y'all know I got to put my foot in it or put a little bit of seasoning in it. You know, that little extra ingredient to make it um seasoned, you know, like season the chicken a little bit. But um, one of the things is if if there is something that you love to do, I think especially at the time that I'm reading this in 2022, and there quite possibly may not be. Um, a lot of other people making a living doing what you're what you love to do. Um, you might have to do a little bit of market research um, and just kind of well, yeah, I mean, that would be the market research. But trust your intuition um, in terms of trailblazing in that area. Right. Um, there are so many things that and luxuries and comfort and ease that we have that wasn't thought about, you know, last year, two years ago, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So it's almost as if if there's anyone else out there doing what they what you love to do, that's your green light. But also, if you see that you can build that community, I mean, that's how you go from, um, I believe it was a book I was reading was, um, Acres, Acres of Diamonds by something Cronwell. I think it was Robert Cronwell. And, um, long story short, there was a, a guy that was, um, he was unemployed and he had gone to a, a barn and was whittling at some wood while he was thinking. And someone came to the barn and, and um, they were trying to figure out what he could do with his life. And he's like, and so the, the stranger said, well, why don't you go home and find out what your daughter likes? And you can whittle, you know, if, if your daughter likes it, you can sell it to other kids, you know, that have similar interests. And he, and it talks about how he grew his, his um, business into a hundred million dollar empire. Right. And that book was written, I believe in, um, it was updated in 1915. So can you imagine how, what that would mean in today's terms? And he didn't mention the company because I would have, um, I would have been, I would have loved to, to follow up on that one a little bit more. But I just want to encourage you, you know, if if that's something, a new hobby, especially if you've developed it within the last three years, don't be afraid to tra- trailblaze it. I'm gonna keep this one short. This was just short and sweet and to the point. Um, you know, and, and so you probably heard me at the beginning say, I like to do both. And so I like that somehow in the back of my mind, um, here we are. Steven Siebold is saying, do both. Do what you love and find ways to make money doing what you love. You know, I love that. Um, 
I love how he used words here that say, they live in a state of consciousness where effort is minimal and pleasure is king. Now, but the interesting thing about that too is almost the difference is that the billion dollar industries create what the middle class want. It says, um, billion dollar industries create overnight what smart marketers give the masses um, when when smart marketers give the masses what they want, which is comfort and entertainment. So do you kind of see the correlation there? Um, the desire is there. The ones who are in a state of consciousness want the minimal and they want, and um, well, actually there's a correction there because they're saying the effort is minimal. So the difference is with the world-class, there is, there is effort. And with the lower consciousness, pleasure is king. But the difference is that the um, billion dollar industries have understood how to convert that pleasure to be cash king, like how to make it work for them. They've figured out how to turn that pleasure into payment and into into passive income or to income. So, um, yeah, you know, at this point, really no need for me to elab- further elaborate. I do want to kind of just reiterate what he said here too, because in case you might have missed it, um, he talks about things that you can do to um, convert the the pleasure to payment. So, um, one of the things I enjoy doing is looking at real estate, right? And so then now you start to learn the language of like, you know, how many units should it have and um, what are the best areas and what is the the plan for that city. And so then now you're starting to pay attention to, you know, networking in those areas and who's the mayor and who's the schools and, you know, what what are the development plans and that type of thing. So it becomes a... a, um, it turns into property speculation, right? But those are that's information that you can add to your pocket. It says a passion for beautiful paintings into investment art. This is not the first time he's mentioned it. Um, I think a couple chapters back he talked about how, you know, um, the things that we spend our money on, and they spend. I think um, a couple chapters back he was talking about how the wealthy put their money into stocks and they also put it into valuable art. And so here he is again, reminding us that um, beautiful paintings are investment pieces. Okay. And I wonder almost what that means in terms of, um, um, uh, NFTs, right? Digital NFTs. Um, or he says a flair for numbers and into buying and selling stocks. I know that a, a couple of the trading groups I'm in, it it can be fun. And so then now you're starting to have conversations about Google split and what that means for your contract and the potential and, and you know, um, the trading group that I'm in, there's some of um, that are more advanced ahead of me. And so now they um, like will travel to, to, uh, somewhere exotic and they will sit there and they will talk about stocks and what they did in their options and what they're doing, you know, the properties they're buying, but it, you know, 
you get into the right crowds and then you start to enjoy those conversations and you start to pay attention to like some of the best conversations I've had with my dad is when we started to do trading together and we would be keeping an eye on our Tesla contract and looking at what he made money in and what I'm making money in or losing money in. Right. And, and, um, looking at the patterns. So it can be pleasurable. I will co-sign on that. Um, is there anything else? Mm. Yeah, this is just, I just love his writing style. Um, you know, just the same way he's ending it here. He says over and over, they've told me the same thing. When you're doing what you love, you think about it 24 hours a day. And anything that has that much laser-focused mental energy directed toward it is going to produce massive success. So part of the, you know, I think divine journey or ascension journey, you're you're always cultivating your mind. And one of the, the things also that I've noticed is a pattern across the board for, you know, like the formula of getting rich and the formula for success, the one of the the primary things you have to do is clarity, clarity of mind, make up your decision. And once you make that decision, that's where you can focus, you know, give laser focused mental energy directed toward it. And I think sometimes some of us are not um, clear and we, we are kind of trying to have lots of pots on the stove or in different directions. So these are just little things I notice below the surface. You know, it can sound so simple, but part of the laser focus is is that you have clarity that you've identified, you've eliminated everything else and you decide this is what you want. And now you begin to take action in that direction. So I'm going to just um, go ahead and sign off here. And I'm going to definitely check out this book, You Were Born Rich. Now you can discover discover and develop those riches by Bob Proctor. I'm going to wish you a powerful, upbeat, and productive Monday and week and rest of the month. Um, it has been my pleasure. Until the next podcast, peace.